is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. There's this, this Vine meme of like savage. Okay. Where it's basically like it'll just be somebody being like, no, you're the idiot. Like something kind of lame or whatever or, or something like that. And then it'll have... You know, the, the sunglasses, the sunglasses come in. <laughs> I and have then, seen and that pl- meme. Yeah. And then play like like what I did, which mm-hmm. is ultimate by like some some hard like rap song, like <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like thug life. Or it'll be like thug life or something. But it's savage is the term, so savage <laughs> rest. It's just basically like the guy is, you know, it's a Sauron the mouth of Sauron. The mouth of Sauron. Get it right, Joe. Damn it. Well, I was trying to explain. Uh, you know, I'd have to, and then <laughs> you got a couple. You got a Lord of the Rings fan right here. So. Oh, there you go. So you 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 know you know it. And but, I know the mouth of Sauron. Yeah. And so then Aragorn though he I should tra- say that so like I know the yeah. mouth of Sauron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about the, that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, it's so weird. It's so weird. But it's such a terrifying... But I just remember... And then, like... And I remember Aragorn chopping the guy's head off. I'm just like, that's not okay. But then, <laughs> watching through the clip where then Gimli goes, uh, I guess that concludes negotiations. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's what this is about. That's the... Uh... And so then I just did... And then Thug Life. And that was fun. Three, four. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. We're calling it Talk 30 to me, it is great. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. And this is Talk 30 Rock to me. Talk 30 Rock to me, I said it. You said it I think I did last the time whole too. Thing. You really, you should go back and retrofit all the podcasts where it's like Talk 30 to me, but oh, then... What? The, in the Simpsons, the Camp Krusty episode. I don't know if we're Simpsons no. around here, but uh, where they dub over like Camp Krusty, he has like a video, like an introductory video, where he's like, "Here you are with your can- your camp counselor, Mister Black." Like, du- <laughs> like oh, a very obvious like, <laughs> cut over. Yeah, yeah. yeah Welcome dub. to Talk Thirty Rock to me. Just yeah. like Talk over Thirty it. Sound Rock happy the whole time. <laughs> well, if you want to hear here, I'll just I'll do a bunch for you. All right, let's do it. Rock. Rock. <laughs> Rock. <laughs> Rock. <laughs> Rock. All usable. You know, I'll, I'll be that. using them. Before we get started, we just want to make sure that if you are buying things on Amazon this week or next week, or maybe you're getting stuff ready for summer or Easter dresses or something, if you buy <laughs> stuff on Amazon, Easter dress on Amazon. I don't know. If you like to buy things on Amazon, you can go to our page on boardwalkaudio.com slash talk 30 rock to me. Click the support our artist button and it'll take you to a page that looks a lot like regular Amazon, but we get some money from it. So. I literally derail this every single time. I know. I'm it's sorry. Like, no, it's fine. No it's one's ever going to use it. They're all going. To, I use it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that works. Anyways. Uh, yes. We would love it if you use that link. If not, it's all right, too. You know, whatever. Yep. Live your life. Yep. Um, but We're you not know, alone. We aren't alone. Joe Carden is here. Woo. Hey, uh, first time, Hi, long Joe. time. <laughs> first time caller. Um, Joe, thank you so much for coming. Joe and I, I worked with Joe for a while on his show, the original late night talk show with Joe Carden. And it's amazing and everyone should go. It's over at the Nerdist Theater. I'll let you plug that more specifically later. But I'm so glad you could come here. I actually started working on your show and this podcast at the same time. So they're very inextricably intertwined. <laughs> so in my mind, at least. Definitely. So thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, you first uh, telling me about this show, 
And I was like, that's great. <laughs> you were very supportive <laughs> of it, and I appreciated and I it. I am very supportive of very it. Very so supportive. I'm thrilled to see it blossoming <laughs> and uh, going all the way to the top of the rock. We are going. Oh. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> that's a live episode idea. Oh, heck One yes. day when we go to New York together. It'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. But um, Joe, usually the first thing we love to ask guests is, um, I would love for you to tell me your meet cue with 30 Rock. How did you and 30 Rock meet? How did you guys, did you guys lock eyes across a blockbuster? Do you like, have you had a meet cue? Was this your first meet cute? Watching Ooh, these episodes? No, no. Oh, I know. 30 Rock. He's a man of the comedy, so he knows. Uh, Fair enough. Yes. Uh, that's my, those are my people. <laughs> I live in a joke town. Um, that's where I come from. Uh, <laughs> joke town, USA. Joke town, USA. Uh, I'm trying to think. The first time that I saw it, you can cut that part out. Here, let's just go. <laughs> let's just go right to what it is. This is probably the 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 foundational thing for me, or the one that I think of the most. Which was, I. This is summer. Taking it back to summer of uh, 2008, I went to. I visited my brother in uh, Beijing, China. Okay. Whoa. Country uh, drop. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny because Beijing is a topic in these episodes. Right. Yeah. Anyway, please continue. So I went, uh, and when I was there, they sell uh, bootleg DVDs. I don't know if I should be incriminating myself, but I'm telling you <laughs> just what it is. And I got 30 Rock DVDs. That's awesome. Very cool. And so that summer... I worked on the Obama campaign in South Florida. Oh, okay. I remember you telling me these stories. Yeah, so mm. I was, uh, I got the DVDs in the spring, and in the summer I was down in South Florida, awesome. watched a lot of DVDs that I'd, uh, oh, just all these pirated DVDs. So or, there were illegal DVDs on the Obama co- campaign trails, what you're oh, saying. Oh, big time, mm. big time. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm a man, I'm dangerous. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's Trump will find a way to make that a problem. Oh, big time, <laughs> uh, big time. Uh, although probably he doesn't mind, you know, the mainstream media's <laughs> hot takes. Also, because this we did some; these are some political yep. episodes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Actually, that's why I brought you onto these ones. Oh, I was like, you know what? I feel like he'll have something fun to say about Kuderberger. Oh, I got <laughs> he's fun. So yeah, so that was my meet cute, and then just like watching the. I've seen these episodes in particular. Many, many times. Because mm-hmm. they're great ones. They're great ones. You know, they're they're starting to hit their stride. Definitely. or And um, really figuring out character and all that stuff. And that's kind of my meet cute. Um, mm. It's a good one. Yeah. Now, may I ask, how was the uh, subtitle game on these, uh, these I was thinking Beijing DVDs? They, no, I, this was in English. Okay. okay. Oh, no, 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 but no, no, no. often. Okay. You have to watch the clip. Watch it through with the closed captioning on, because what they end up if they doing offer it, yeah. is like this is amazing. Because I've had a I have a Chinese version of one of the Star Wars. I think it's it's whatever one of them Star Wars. The, it's either one, two, and three. It's not four, five, six. So it's a Star War. It's a Star War. <laughs> yeah, I have a make Star it War. Singular. And the way it worked is so they had the bootleg version of it, and so they had put in the Chinese subtitles, right, so that they could watch it. But then they did English subtitles of the Chinese subtitles. It wasn't just English of what was being said. It was like they took the translation and then translated the translation. It is the funniest thing in the entire freaking world. Yeah. See if the Third Rock went, because, oh my gosh, it is amazing. I'm definitely going to try to figure that one out. I, I, I think that, again, the emphasis here was uh, bootleg DVDs. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really know if they were really that focused on the closed caption, <laughs> all these sorts of things. I have to check it out. If you they have a director's see. commentary that's from somebody who has <laughs> oh no gosh. relation to the show at all, 
They just found someone uh, pretending to be Robert Carlock. Yeah. Right. It'd be so great. Yeah. That's all that oh it is. No. I, I think I'll just record over them. I like Put it. my own director's commentary. I think that's reasonable. Then just sell them on the street in Chinatown. Just you. That's if you get a man on the street thing, you try to sell your whole that's pirated true. DVDs. That is actually, that's a great idea. I'm my the man on the street where I do mixtapes. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just me just riffing over comedy shows mm -hmm. from the aughts. Yep. I like that a lot. <laughs> oh man, that's how I first saw Spider Man was with uh, it was a my cousin's Thailand copy and it had it was in English but it had the English subtitles as well and they did not know what's going on when they translated <laughs> they must have been very confused about the plot right it was great <laughs> I really appreciated it it's crucial it is a confusing plot oodles oodles but that one oh, first one first one yeah second one third one ooh third one very simple one. plot third one because <laughs> there's like a Sandman who somehow turned and then. There's venom, but then there's. <laughs> You're doing there's, such a good job right now. <laughs> I forgot to. Spider Man is in it. Uh, <laughs> so he's a he's a, and a girl. You, how do you translate emo into Thai? <laughs> emo Spider Man. Uh, guy liner. Does yep. that translate into Thai? Into there's Thai? a uh, jazz dance. Ooh, great scene. Great scene. Great scene. That that great. it was like. Oh, we're gonna. You know, it's like. Oh, let's play with the uh, fun scene from mm -hmm. the second one, mm -hmm. but just. You know, not not good. <laughs> not good at all. <laughs> not good. Oh man. Um. Well, then I would love just to ask you then, as someone you you're I've seen you're you're a comedy writer, you're a stand up, you're really involved out here, um, and you're someone who clearly loves the art and knows it well. Every time I've talked to you, you like you just know your ish, and I really appreciate that. So, is there ways that Thirty Rock is either inspired or um? Because I find it to be such a seminal show for a lot of people. Is there a way that it is either inspired or spoken to you as a comedy as someone who loves this art? Hugely. If I asked the right question and I asked it right, I asked it right. You did. No, you did. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's a bunch of things about it that are so good, like because it's hard jokes, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that especially not to whatever, but like a lot of single cams now don't really traffic and hard jokes anymore mm -hmm. uh that's kind of you know it's like if you have a hard joke you're working on a multicam mm -hmm. and it's like oh bazinga i know you're not picking on I'm that not picking specifically. On, i'm saying that like i was doing an impression of somebody who makes fun of hard jokes okay um being like oh that's just uh that's just like what you do for, you know, these multicams and whatever. But no, it's a real discipline mm -hmm. uh, and it's hard to do and they do it well. Mm -hmm. And also uh, hugely influential because it was the first real single cam, at least to my knowledge, all the cutaways. Right. Oh, yeah. In terms of these Simpsons like illustrations that they do on the side. And yep. it's not like. You know, you have the office where it's doing these asides, these kind of interview asides, using that as a thing. But it's like, no. The talking heads or whatever, yeah. Yeah, we're going to illustrate it. We're going to do, you know, these Simpsons or Family Guy cutaways. Uh, really, really strong. And um, also, I remember having a discussion with somebody who she's now very, uh, very uh, successful, doing really, really good comedy work. Um, that's just me name dropping without actually saying uh -huh. any specific. Really good I'm both impressed and confused. Exactly. But one and of the things is describing the difference because in terms of like formative aughts, um, single cams, 
that especially do like hard jokes, very clever ensemble casts, uh, also just very well plotted. Like they pay off all these different stories, Mm -hmm. uh, which is not an easy task. And to do it so disciplined is amazing. But uh, the uh, comparing it to say Arrested Development, which is amazing. Mm hmm. But Arrested Development was like not accessible. It's once you get into that groove, I would say that for all intents and purposes, the the fact that it retreads or it builds on jokes from episode to episode yep. to episode, season to season to season, it it um, really pays off viewability mm-hmm. um, or, or rather repeat viewership or just being a fan. Whereas 30 yeah. Rock does that, but you can also just turn on an episode and be entertained. Yep. And I think that description of it, I have more to say, uh, but it was just too hilarious of what I was just saying about it. Yep. It was just that was just a real <laughs> joke fest, you know, not serious at all. So I'm, I'll, I'll stop there. Well, I'm sure we'll loop back around it because yeah. all I do is think about comedy. <laughs> do I do it? Uh, you tell me. You, but I have tell good me. thoughts about I, it. I have thoughts about it. I try to make those thoughts translate as something that people actually consume and enjoy, but or in retrospect. But I would say, first off, I hope when you go back through this episode, you just edit out a lot of these long pauses. <laughs> uh, so you're doing great. Even if even if they don't edit it, or maybe they did, I want people. to who are listening to know that I just didn't say anything for about five minutes. <laughs> and I paced around the apartment just really meditating on <laughs> That was that thought. Um, uh, you I called your say, therapist in the middle of it like, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> it was, I went for a ride. I just like took off my shoes and just went for a walk in the wilderness. Yeah, Kimmy and I watched an episode of The Great British Bake Off. Like. Uh, <laughs> typical, typical. Typical. <laughs> it's very classic typical. us. Mm-hmm. It was, it, yeah, so that was... Uh, that was a good jaunt. It was a good jaunt. But yeah, in terms of comparing it to Arrested Development, I mean, it's just like there are these uh, shows that really kind of form it and make it, uh, give it context. And obviously NBC, Fox, <laughs> very different yeah, uh, very styles different. of it. I mean, 30 Rock is also, I'm sure you've talked about it, but it was like, it was really expensive. It's expensive, right? Is oh, that, yeah. Is that uh, it's expensive to shoot as opposed to, you know, multicams, which you get the set and you go and it's mm-hmm. like, Whereas this plus is... that cast, I can't imagine having Alec Baldwin was ever cheap ever. Right, like right. that cast, they have so many big people on that show. Mm-hmm. I think ha- most of the money must have just gone to cast alone. That's true. Mm-hmm. Although with, I'm sure Baldwin was expensive, but of course, you know, before this, he was in uh, the wilderness. He was in exile. I'm sure you've talked about this. No, we haven't. I actually didn't really? know this. Because, Wait, I'm yeah, sorry. I didn't what? know that because you know what? When Thirty Rock started, I was about fourteen or 15, I was fifteen, so I had no real concept of Alec Baldwin other than watching Hunt for the Red October with my father a bunch amazing yeah yeah thank you but no 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 wa- wa- not walk the us shadow. through this not the shadow no just hunt for the red october Man, oh those early 90s movies where did they go they were just amazing yeah early 90s really yeah. it was a good season i miss it wait what do you mean the the wilderness. <laughs> i'm stuck my brain oh yeah explain what, what, ha- what was going Ex- walk okay. us through his career pre-30 rock i realize i you know i don't want to be telling tales outside of school but i think that uh you guys oh i'm sure you're or maybe you're aware he and kim basinger Kim Basinger were oh. married. Wait, was this when he yelled at his daughter in the yeah. voicemail? I didn't know when, when did that happen? I was thinking that was mid 30 rock. Was that not? No, that was before. Uh. So that's why he went to, um, that's why he did, that's why he went to TV. 
you know this is before the recent uh move to uh movie stars acting and tv shows But I hadn't thought about that, that a lot of uh, us getting Alec Baldwin on the show was a mixture of his best successes were SNL he was having. Because I can't think of, other than Pearl Harbor, I can't think of him in a movie right before then. Pearl Harbor would have been a couple years before. And I can't think of, um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He wasn't, and I remember the Ireland debacle, voicemail debacle where it got released. Did you remember this? Mm -mm. He basically left a voicemail for his daughter because she like ended up like standing him up or something like go or staying with him when she's supposed to. And he just left her a very angry, he called her like a little pagers. He called her really mean words and he left a voicemail and someone leaked it. I yeah. think probably Kim Basinger did. Probably. Um, most likely. So they leaked it and he got in some hot water for talking to his 14-year-old daughter that way, which, I mean, he should have. Like it was Dan Harmon. Very Dan Harmon-esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is the thing. Isn't, that's how I perceived it. I know. I think that's fair. I, I just want to say, um, you know, it's it's a shame, all, th- all things considering. But really, when we think about who, who really uh, benefited from this, it was us. Because we got him on Thirty Rock, exactly. Yep. So sorry, Ireland. I'm glad. <laughs> Your dad loves you. Yeah, <laughs> it's just this in, incredible turn of events that yeah. really made uh, you know Alec Baldwin a household name mm-hmm. for many reasons. Mm-hmm. So I, maybe we should can just say there's redemption in anything, including media scandals. Yep, huge. It's redemptive. So it brings you low to bring you high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's nice that his low moment uh, was starring on 30 rock exactly. what, a what a great like he, he didn't like completely hold over the emmys for like five years mm. with his performance right yeah. ah i love that man but um well here kelsey should we hit 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 do you want to go first or you want me to that's our segue into our 30 if that was the pattern i appreciate that you wanted to participate i just wanted to get Oh, man. All right. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? I'll go. All right. Go for it. I have a 30-30. Cool. And it uh, has nothing to do with 30-30, uh, 30 Rock, but damn it, it needs to be said. Just stay with me. Okay. I literally believe in this so strongly as I felt like it needed to be talked about, but it involves TV. <laughs> Did everyone see the Mindy Kaling, Cory Booker tweets that happened this week? No. no. I literally, you're going to be so mad at me. I believe it is so strongly. <laughs> I think it needs to be discussed. Cory Booker asked Mindy Kaling out on Twitter and it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. No. Fair enough. It was the great. Do you know who? Cor- I can't. Do you know Cory Booker? Booker is. Cory Booker is, I believe, a senator from uh, New, Jersey. New Jersey. Correct. Uh, yeah. He is this very handsome, very well spoken, very single Democrat um, okay. senator, and he's very liked. My mother, the Republic, uh, very staunch Republican, loves him. So he's very moderate. Okay, he's, okay. Um, but he's been very vocal throughout this political season. But basically, he tweeted at Mindy Kaling because she made a Newark joke. Okay. He's like, "Hey, be kind to Newark." Blah blah blah. We love you. And she responded like, "Just so you know, when Mindy makes fun of something." on that show it's actually cool love you as well and he was like oh good to know well i'd love to you know discuss this more over dinner hashtag please say yes Aww. and then she responded of course let me just google the path or like she made some like subway joke i'm not new york yeah. the path yeah. network path train. and then the path train tweeted at them here you go that's and, adorable and basically the internet exploded <laughs> because the senator asked out mindy kaling and it's all I want to talk about. I literally got it from my desk at work and said, I'm so sorry, and then walked around and found my coworkers who'd care and discussed it with them for like 20 minutes. That's adorable. It was such good news. I don't know. It just brought me such joy to see that happen That's great. It's everything I want. A cool senator and one of my favorite actresses. Uh, so we'll say it's 30-30 because of the senator. I mean, I guess it would go better for it the It has to do with New Jersey. Episode, it has to do with New Jersey, and it's a 30-30 because okay. Mindy Kaling is because kind of inherited Tina Fey's role date. on TV. We're doing Sandwich Day first, right? Yes. Because the play 
place that the Sandwich Day Sandwich Place is based off of is from New Jersey. Okay, there Bam. we go. It all relates. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll I know this there. was a really obstinate 30-30, but no. I just I felt like that needed to be discussed. How joyful it's that was. It's from Hoboken, New Jersey. Perfect. We'll oh, there. interesting. Okay. That's yeah. closer than Newark. Right. Yeah. It we'll is probably, there. but it still. Is. But it's still the you. state. So yes. we'll, uh, Same state. There's our connection. Same state. Uh, <laughs> that just makes me smile, guys. I'm just going to sit over here and smile now thinking about that's Cory Booker nice. and Mindy Kaling on a date. I have mixed that's feelings adorable. about Cory Booker, but that's okay. I, I knew I figured that because he's so moderate. I feel like he probably makes a lot of people not happy. It's not about so moderate. It's, oh, uh, we don't need to. Politics it, is a dangerous game, but you know what else is? Love. I wish them the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if, if 33, can I, can I just, uh, my favorite tweet of the week? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. So, oh my God. That was a mix of God and good. So, good God. God good. Uh, he is. Yeah. There you go. Hey, she. Wow. Whoa. Mix it up. Okay. I mean, okay. let's be real. God doesn't have gender. So, no. No. oh, mixing it up. Mixing it up. Uh, but, um, favorite tweet. The favorite tweet I had this week, also political. Uh huh. There's a New York Times. Glad you're considering mine political. <laughs> really it has glad. to do with politics. Yeah, yeah, this has to do with there. politics as well. Oh. This has to do with, well, it's, it's kind of the same thing. The tweet is highlighted last paragraph of this New York Times article about Paul Ryan after he leaves the White House telling Trump that the legislation's being pulled, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the art, the the line is like, Paul Ryan left without taking questions, hopped into his SUV, and the muffled sounds of Papa Roach's last resort played as he drove away. <laughs> is this real or is this, this a joke? This is real. This is no. 100% real. It's just like, and then Papa Roach also replies, like, when we, get, when we get depressed, we listen to Paul Ryan. <laughs> Which is, it's like, hey, good for you. Classic Papa Roach, you know? It's like, you never left us. And, uh... <laughs> the but it's oh, so funny joy. because he's such a peen because he's like Pete IDX like yeah, intense yeah. like da, 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 da. just like you know it's like Papa Roach I'm sure he loves like puddle of mud like you know <laughs> all that all that yep. stuff and it's like oh yeah but just just imagine like Paul Ryan because somebody had that queued up uh-huh. somebody had that ready to go <laughs> he, was it on his Bluetooth. Does it drive or no? Did right, was it already aid? playing on his on his ears, and then he gets into the car, and it just started over. Exactly, <laughs> or he just had an aide who's like, "I know what you want," and then I I like to imagine like this song means so much to him. You know that <laughs> if he's playing this, this is like that moment where it's like, "What's that song that you play?" Like. You know, I, I like to think of it like the graduate where they get on the bus yeah, at the end and then the sound yeah, and then they fade out to uh I believe the sounds of silence. I think that's a re- it's a re- reworking of sounds of silence. Yeah, reworking yeah. of sounds of silence. Or Scarborough Fair. Maybe. Those are the two songs we played multiple times in that movie. Exactly. So I am pretty there's it's either or. Either or. <laughs> but that was his that was his the graduate moment where he but yeah. instead of you know, some plaintive, thoughtful song, it's just Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> this is my last resort. And just like, and then I like to imagine him going back to the congressional offices. I don't know if he's in like Raven House, right, or wherever he's what, at, whichever or Braber. I don't know. I used to or Cannon. I used to work in. I worked. I interned for Representative Anthony Weiner, Democrat Shut 09. Up. That's a separate uh, thing. That is That's a whole other podcast. But. Uh, the thing about it is, I just like to imagine him pulling up 
back where he, wherever he was going, but like the song isn't over and him like sitting in the car until <laughs> it ends. You know, he just love it. Just wait, I need another things. minute. Yeah, like, just uh, let me finish it. <laughs> talk about this episode sandwich day sandwich day sandwich day all right so sandwich (laughs) day saying it again yep sandwich day aired on may 1st 2008 writer was robert carlock and jack burdick and director was don scardino so you know this is a good episode when it's those three yeah those three do really well together yep my recap is that guys is still in a coma and jack is starting to think about what's next the writers eat Liz's sandwich and have to get a replacement. And Floyd is back in town and Liz has some feelings about it. <laughs> Floyd. Floyd. Oh, Wait, man. was there any mention of, uh, or is that the episode before? Next. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, Kenneth and the Olympics. No, that's, that's the next, that's the next, that's the next episode. episode. Getting just, ahead of yourself. Sorry, there, we'll get myself. there. It does blend into each other well, though. I uh, appreciate that. The very first thing about this episode that was interesting is that there was no, the- um, there was no opening. No opener. It started straight with the theme song. Oh, interesting. Yep. Huh. Why would they not have a cold open? I don't know. But I like it started. I'm like, did I just miss something? And I rewound and it just starts straight with the theme song. You're way more aware when you're watching this than I am. I think I was just like prepping my notes. And so I missed all of <laughs> that. That's song. interesting. I can sing along. I, I wrote a spec cold open just for this episode. Did you? What is no, it? I didn't. But I, <laughs> I'm I'll write it right now. Tell write it right now. Real. Tell us what you're right thinking. Now, uh, it's Jack and Liz Lemon at a toys are us because he's buying something for for kathy, kathy. oh my god he's oh, buying something for kathy <laughs> and she's buying i don't know like pop rocks to make for like a, a pop rock some sort of you know some some like garbage food yeah, that she sure. loves to eat she does and do that she's gonna they make, each make an excuse about who it's for that they're each getting it for their <laughs> child but they're pretending like they're they're doing different and then and then there's just and then all of a sudden uh tracy uh tracy jordan just just in the biggest hot wheels that they have <laughs> just careening through and kenneth, that's 100 what i was thinking when you said i'm like oh he's in one of those little cars he's yeah going through the- yeah and kenneth decrying some sort of item as blasphemous <laughs> and uh lutz just getting himself uh, in the Toys R Us dressing room because they exist. Of course, uh, trying of course. on uh, some like a uh, Mighty Morphin Power. <laughs> oh, I was trying on like a princess crown. See, yeah. I imagined him buying a bunch of Barbies. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for this to be really ridiculous, and that like is 100 percent what it would be. It so totally I was very impressed with that. Well done. That was a good spec. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> coming off the dome. Well done. Uh, well done. You. Oh man. Um, okay, so let's talk about Geist being in a coma. Well, I really love that what his uh, reading, I mean, it makes complete sense. It's the first thing I would think of. Well, what is Jack reading? It sounds like Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith. It's the Protestant ethic and the spirit no, of capitalism. Oh. <laughs> I was so sure it was going to be Wealth of Nations. Is that Veblen? I don't know. Well done. Thorsten Veblen? I was Maybe. assuming I it was Adam it Smith. The... I want to check if that's Thorsten Veblen. That's Can we do that? Maybe. Can we look it up? I just yeah. found it with the, the Protestant ethic and the spirit of capitalism. Also, I looked up modus vivendi, cause, and it means mode of living, and it is also um, like a men's Speedo uh, company, which was not what I expected to show up in my Google results when I looked that up. Um, it's Max Weber. Oh, oh, all right. Max Weber? Uh, Weber, yes. Weber. The German sociologist, yeah. economist, and politician. That's right. Yeah, I'm mm. sorry. Veblen, Veblen had the theory of the leisure class. Might be. Um, that's short for bad. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> slash my boo. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, Tom Haverford. I do want to say <laughs> on this episode, yes. I have very vivid memories of this being a favorite episode, and it still is. But I actually had a lot less to write about with this one than I expected because it's just really straightforward and enjoyable. It's just mm-hmm. a real plot based one. You just want to see Liz win, and you know she doesn't because she can't. Well. But it's uh, it's really it's kind of more straightforward. I thought I'd have a lot more to say about this one, but I just genuinely enjoy this episode. Well, I don't know that she doesn't. It's not that she doesn't win, but she also doesn't lose. Like she ends in a good place with Floyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she has like the classic airport run. You're right. I guess it is. She ends in a good place. I mean, okay, for me, a good place was her and Floyd getting together or something. Oh. But I guess her, well, she didn't want that though. No, that's not. What I she wanted was him going to move for. back to New York. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm a big Floyd fan. Love me some Floyd. Really? Well, I liked. Well, I have mixed feelings about Sudeikis, but I really enjoy the character of Floyd on this show. He's the only normal boyfriend she ever has. Oh. I think, unless you're considering John Hamm really normal. Uh, no, because he lives no. in the bubble. He yeah. lives in the bubble. We'll get to Floyd lives in Cleveland. So. Yeah. Oh, uh, not too dissimilar. <laughs> I think speaking of like making fun of a place because you love it, just that just reminds the Cleve. If we can just oh uh-huh. the Cleve, the Cleve can't leave the like, Cleve. This is. I th- I'm pretty sure this is one of those things where all of a sudden uh, something becomes a cultural touchstone, right? Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's making fun of Cleveland. Cleveland. And I, I, at least for me, at least, hugely, um, uh, hugely, in terms of important for pop culture, introducing the Cleve as a as a joke for boring city. Well, I think it's because <laughs> people got overrun with Cleveland during Drew Carey's intro song mm-hmm. to the Drew Carey show. At Cleveland rocks, and they were like, "All right, we do you not know what I'm talking about." I'd never watched the Drew end of his theme song. Is Cleveland rocks not the oh. end of the theme? No, is it? Oh, that's the whole. That's the whole that, song. It's that's the whole thing. Trick. Yeah, it's a great song. Yep. And then I never watched the Drew Carey show. I missed that one. I, I know that Frazier talks about Seattle. Does that count? <laughs> no, no. I don't know what. Well, I don't know what that is. Oh man, we, I've seen a handful Frazier of episodes. Is? Oh, or I've what never... Seattle is. <laughs> <laughs> what Seattle is? Okay. I've never watched Frazier. Oh, okay. We're moving on. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're this not doing this. No we game. had like a 20 minute fight about Seinfeld. We're not doing this again. <laughs> right. But was that a place that people make fun of? Or was, did, are you saying this show establishes that as a running thing? I feel like in pop culture, it establishes a running thing. In terms of being from uh, New York, I would say, and from, no, you, you don't even think about Cleveland. It's <laughs> just not even on the radar, uh-huh. if you will. I, I would say that the jokes are about New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Or mm. a lot of jokes, maybe about Long Island. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and a lot of jokes about you know mm-hmm. Boston, because sports rivalries. Yep. Philly. <laughs> that makes sense. But um, I think you know the, that's the thing is that's what's so wonderful about Cleveland being is like it feels innocuous because it's not something that people would think about otherwise. Mm-hmm. If oh, that makes sense. I agree with that. And I think the best one of the, uh, there's two really good city jokes in this episode, right? You've got first the Cleveland one where a tornado hits and he was like, it took out a bo- two bowling alleys, a liquor store and a liquor store museum, yeah. Yeah. which I think is really evocative of like people's impression of that city. Um, and then the second one being the tornado hits Detroit and puts out some fire, <laughs> which is such a good joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, 2008 in Detroit was rough. Mm. It was real rough. Yeah, we you should were be there. laughing. I was there. I saw it all. It was yep. a little hard. I used yeah. to work the uh, car factories, but not mm. anymore. Um, no, still got oil true. on my hands though. No, so. it's true. You still have the overalls. I know. 
<laughs> they're great, by I the way. I do. These I are great mean, overalls. But, and great. they were really great when I was working the line. You're a real Rosie the Riveter. That's what I'm going for. Right? Like always. Yeah, I think especially the... I wear the bandanas head... a lot. No, but the headphones. Is You're it like the it? Rosie it, the Riveter. Because mm-hmm. all the men are at war. The modern all the men are at war. All the men are at war. And none of them are making... So nobody can make podcasts. No, so I have to. You're on the assembly line. I really want to believe I'm the Rosie Riveter of podcasting. I really appreciate this. Thank you so much. We can start that campaign. I do. I don't know why. I'm just like, let's get to work. Uh, these sleeves don't roll up, actually. But Not I keep so trying. No, they're too lacy. <laughs> that ruined the entire image. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious me. Um, I think it's really weird that they make fun of airplanes. I think it's really funny, but I just want to be in that room where they're like, you know what's weird? These airplanes keep trying to give weird goodies away. Like the jet fun and the popcorn. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, what made me laugh is that, okay, so this airline, right? So, so he's trying to get away. His flight's canceled, blah, blah, blah. That I had an experience when I went, when I was on a trip when I was in in 2006, where part of our group, they were going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they got to one part of Mexico and one, sorry, to one, that was not intentional. They got to one part <laughs> of Mexico, they got to the airport and they were trying to, they had a layover. And during that layover, the flight that they were supposed to get, that airline went bankrupt. And they were literally stranded in this Mexican Shut up, that's airport. a thing that happens? An, an, an OBI team. 100% that they had to sit there waiting for another airline to be able to get them to where they were going. That, That's so weird. And then, like, on their flight, that airline went bankrupt. Waiting for another airline to... To get s- them to another part of Mexico. To be formed. That's so yeah, weird. Yeah. And biplanes. Yeah, and it's, it took a long time. <laughs> they're, they're still there, I think, but... Yeah. Um, they could have walked there by now. That's so weird. But yeah, that actually happened. I didn't know that actually happens. Yeah. Well. So Floyd's predicament is very real. Not it just is a, Not just a charming plot twist to keep him in New York. I like that they were like, well, we're still making popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Jet fun popcorn. Right. Oh, man. Okay, um, so let's... Okay, let's... Okay, so guys is in a coma. Mm-hmm. Um, Alec Baldwin, Jack makes a comment where he's like, your son-in-law has taken over the company, but Kathy and Banks didn't actually get married. But he's taken over the company. But he called him his son-in-law. And he's Ooh. going to be a son. That drives me crazy when people <laughs> take titles early. It drives Ooh. me absolutely crazy. Phone to pick. Oh, like pet peeves. I'm like, no, don't call him your hubby. He's your fiance. Like that is not. Oh, it drives me crazy. It's a pet peeve of mine. I'm sorry. So it drives me. It, I really uh, want everyone to write in and just misuse this terribly. <sighs> no, it drives me crazy. Please email. Um, and you know Talk how Kathy. Well, I, I don't know. As somebody who's uh, finished these two podcasts, I have to say that uh, I think that you're allowed to give yourself titles. Like that? Like, yeah, because I describe myself as Joe, one who has finished both Talk 30 uh, Rock though. to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that took a while to unpack a mediocre. Well, I was sat there and it. I was like, it was well, worth you, it. we haven't done the second, but okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was really it's worth a, it. Uh, we got there. There we go. Remember, isn't that the whole point? We're yeah. doing the whole episode for the one joke? Yeah. We've been talking about that. <laughs> exactly. It works beautifully. But... Um, and the handle on the girls' bathroom, like there's this flashback to Kathy, how she can't open the bathroom door. God, Kathy's and the so The female great. bathroom door is different than the male bathroom door, like the handle. What? So the men have a disability one, but she just has a pull one. She has a pull one. The men have a like a regular knob. So if this were Jurassic Park, it'd be a lot easier for the Raptors to get into oh, the men's bathroom. Classic. No, it, easier just to get into. Although that. they wouldn't, because they're uh, ladies. Oh, mm, dang it, you're right. Be, <laughs> they'd be really conflicted. They couldn't do it in North Carolina. <laughs> couldn't oh, do it there. Mm, mm. Too real. But then, I, you just, I love how much Kathy you get in this episode. Just you get a her, lot of Kathy and her weird bowl cut. Yeah, and her love for Mark Wahlberg. Oh, her she does love, love him love so with much. all the posters everywhere and her love for unicorns. Um, I always love it. Jack, he has this line that he says 
where I think he's talking to Liz and he's like, I was, he was, it was like I was sleeping with the Cindy Crawford of corporations for the last 22 years. What am I supposed to do? Just lie down with some skank like 3M, which is like the office supply with like the, mm-hmm. I thought that was what really is that? Idea. 3M, like 3M, um, strips that like when you hang those things on the wall and you have the thing that you can pull so it doesn't leave residue that's 3m yeah they make a lot of uh office supplies office supply things and you know but it's like one of those big conglomerate like they make like white out yeah etc so skank like 3m who has a beef who had a beef who has a beef with 3m that they're like put this joke in well when you've worked with ge (laughs) in terms of these massive american King conglomerates they're they're the equivalent of like your know, south korea's like samsung's or <laughs> I, i'm trying to remember what that korean word is well you come back to me in 25 minutes okay. <laughs> he's gonna run to korea real quick uh-huh. um and so jack is struggling with he's being moved from the 52nd floor to the 12th floor how gross that 12th floor is which honestly though if you've ever like our office in LA is on the 16th floor and my office in Irvine is on the 5th floor. It is such a pain. It takes so much longer to get into your office on the 16th floor. So I would be happy going from the 52nd to the 12th because it would just take less time. To that's get very, you. that's very, it's a power move, Kelsey. <laughs> the time is worth it. When you're an executive, you have time to get in the elevator and take it all the way up to the oh, 52nd floor. So annoying. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's 12th floor. It's real sketchy. Right. It's real oh, sketchy. I, it reminds me of the, the fourth floor in Parks and Rec where divorces happen, how you get there and it's just like that sketchy Sketchy fourth floor. It's a classic NBC joke. Mm-hmm. It's classic NBC. Did classic. you see all the things that were on the 12th floor when he got out on the elevator? I saw the sign that said no nut food. No nut food. So there was, there was like a parakeet as well? They're a hamster. What is it about like a bird or a rodent that makes the place seem just a little sketchier? Like, <laughs> like well, because I see that and I go, okay, did they buy that hamster or did they find the hamster or rat like on the ground and make it a pet? Definitely the latter. That's what I For think sure the latter. So there was like an old man delivering the office mail. There was a hamster cage on the desk. The receptionist had a pirate patch. The no nut food. There were two random pictures of women. Flickering lights. Uh, there was a sign in the backyard to say like, not the backyard. Behind the <laughs> desk to tell you like what was on the floor. And it was, there was the mail room, the IT server room, and an elephant graveyard. <laughs> That's Ooh, what it said on the sign. Ooh, elephant backyard. graveyard. Ooh. Yeah. I'm intrigued. How do these elephants get into the elevator? Well, this is the point. Uh, <laughs> this is one of the great mysteries. Yes, <laughs> and it's like if only he'd stuck it out, he would have found. He would out. have understood. Also, because you're supposed to never be able to find elephant graveyards, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that, that the, the thing? Idea? I thought it was just that they have them. Mm. I mean, I've seen <laughs> I the thought Lion that was the mystery King. in itself. You're just not supposed to expensive. go to the elephant graveyards because in the yeah. Lion King, that's where Simba gets in trouble. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty scary. These a lot of purples when they mm-hmm. animated it. A lot of dark tones. It's mm-hmm. real dark. And the green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the lime green colors. Um, so it keeps going back to Jack going to visit Geis again. And at one point, Geis is there and he has an oxygen mask on, but it's not actually yeah, on Yeah, I was face. noticed that, it's that they around, put it on, around his neck. But it's not like he has the... But he doesn't... I was like, is he supposed to have a trach? Are they trying yeah. to fake a trach? I noticed that as well. I don't know I if it fell off his face it. and it's just there. But I mean, I think those things are on pretty tight. I think they probably put it there and then they didn't want to film it. You couldn't see his face. And so oh, they were like, we'll enough. put it down there and no one will notice. Yeah. people Because it's like, I was too... I just want to see Rip Torn. Yeah. That, I want to see that face, that eye candy. Yeah. That's what that's about. No, I'm with you on that. Big fan. Big fan. I love it. And I think that's that just ends with that story ends with Jack. Jack in the in there saying he needs a sign. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. That, that is an amazing in. moment so of that show. That actor is, yeah. is is in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He and really? he plays the guy. You know how Titus um, tries to tr- uh, turn in his Iron Man costume? And there's that whole thing with all these costume people. They took the costumes and they can never return them to get their deposit back. Yes. The costume guy is 
the same. You have. Oh, to that's interesting. It's the same actor. It, does he have the same weird voice? Mm, I don't remember. He probably put that on. Let's be real. But it's still, possible. I hoped. I hope maybe maybe the lightning thing was inspired by him. Mm-hmm. Right. That's possible. That's I love that. I was Which struck just by me of my own little weird story that I told that one time about the fake me getting struck by lightning and losing my hearing. And stuff. Yeah, that was great. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe they believe that. I know. That Kelsey likes favorite. to lie to people to make them comfortable. No, they that's do. nice. And she t- she convinced some people she was struck by lightning and they made a lifetime movie about her. Oh, is that why you said that you couldn't notice that wound on my forehead? You're trying to make me feel comfortable? <laughs> yes, exactly. Nice. Uh, I knew something was up. It is, it, it is oozing. You should look yeah, into it. It's pretty bad. It's we weren't going to say anything, but now that you, you brought it up. eye contact. Yeah. No, just keep looking like, at just your keep watch. Like, your eyes and down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, I just love that man. I love his voice and how terrifying it you is. You have to leave GE. Geriatric extended care. No, it's such a perfect moment. It's really good. They just cast that. Again, those are those kind of moments where I want to see how they cast that. They're like, strange man who can do mm. high, scary ghost voice. Right. And then he just backs out without turning around. Right. It's joyful. And then that storyline just ends, That's- though, with actually Jack, where Liz is at the airport and on the overhead, it sees that the head of GE, or not, sorry, Jack is now the... What is He's it? like the director He's of He's been GE named the Homeland Security Director of Crisis and Weather Management. I know. How do you manage weather? Well... God. <laughs> prayer. Yeah, it's a prayer. This is the Washington prayer team being like, Lord, please send this cloud away. <laughs> hey, people do that. That's not a joke. Oh, no, they definitely do. They definitely do that. They definitely 100%. do that. <laughs> it's true. Oh, goodness. But that was his storyline was pretty brief. It was yeah. just a moving storyline. But then we get to Liz's. Yes. Well, do we, which part of Liz's? We're the Floyd part or the sandwich part? I mean, it's it, they're pretty inextricable. I'm just keep saying that word wrong, so I'm gonna stop. They're pretty uh, closely t- entwined. Inextricable. Inextricable. I'm gonna stop. In. This is what I get. No, don't X. do this. Inextricably. This is what I get for having a mimosa before recording. <laughs> I get real lost in the word. Um, no, I mean the the two are pretty uh, closely. So why don't you walk us through both? Okay. Did I just that? Did that just stress you out? I don't think of them as being entwined until the Ooh, end. Ooh, interesting. I mean, I mean, there's little bits, but they don't really, really intertwine until the very end when she's having to decide between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. I mean, so, you do you. It's sandwich day, <laughs> which is very similar to pretzel day from The Office. It is like pretzel day, <laughs> another NBC classic move. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so it's sandwich day, and the Teamsters bring sandwiches once a year. They don't tell anybody where it's at. Um, and Liz loves her sandwiches. And this is where you get that great, that gift that pops up all the time of where's my Mac and cheese and Liz throwing over the table. I love that. People usually use that like that. People really relate to that moment yeah. of hanger. I do oh. see that gif everywhere. Yes. There's also the gif of, uh, this also uses the gif when she's on the treadmill. <laughs> oh yeah, and you do this pan up and she's eating a lot of great visual visual it's, gags it's a really good visual they really do well with their visual gags yeah. which i really appreciate very gifable episode it is a very gifable episode i uh I, lo- I also love that it's clearly just like a mcdonald's caramel sunday oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely oh she's so great um yes as we <laughs> very much love Liz Lemon and tina fey uh you know they get when we first see the scene of them in the the writer's room and Josh is there talking about a party he was at and someone named Marcus Schreckenberg was there and Marcus Schreckenberg is a Swedish model and apparently there was a character of Sex and the City based on him that Samantha dated. Oh, do you think that is the Marcus Schreckenberg they're discussing? It's kind of so unique of a name. Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah. So Liz makes a comment where how Floyd called, left her a message or whatever. He's in town. 
Um, and she's like, I want to be top dog for once, not just dog. And for once, I'm going to be Marsha Brady instead of Jan. And then she gets hit with the football. This joke is and, perfect. Oh and I love that they, they, they were talking about inner cuts earlier. They just like pasted on the audio from that episode yeah. of Brady oh Bunch. My oh, my nose. <laughs> Have you guys seen that Brady Bunch yes. episode? TV Land used to do like meme. Was it they an would, episode like, or was mix it, it be, Oh, 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 my nose. Like they would do like fun stuff like that on TV Land. Wait, was that the episode or was that the Brady Bunch movie? No, that was the episode. Was it an episode? I, I mean, it probably it's one of the most famous episodes. Like yeah. it's up there with the um, pork chops and applesauce episode, <laughs> um, which is to say like <laughs> you're giving me Don't a know that No, one. I think it's great. I'm I just trying to think about Brady like, Bunch TV knowledge. Lands, like they're like, we're going to get to the youth audience. With right. It works really well when I was I, six. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. It actually sounds great and I want to check That's it out. That's very nice. I watched an obscene amount of TV Land as a child and my shows were Brady Bunch. I didn't like it as much, but I watched it, but my show was Gilgan's Island, man. Were oh. they ever going to, it really paved the way for loss for me but um, <laughs> were they ever gonna get off that island but um no but i remember also that episode the, i remember yeah because in Lo- harlem globetrotters made it to lost as well i remember that, <laughs> that very special great, episode. it was great <laughs> but i love this episode of um the brady bunch i watched it a million times as a seven-year-old okay. and it was uh it's real classic and uh you know i love that she gets her marcia moment in this mm-hmm. which of course i love that the moment that makes her feel like marcia is the worst thing that ever happens to marcia which is being hit in the nose with a football before right. prom <laughs> See, it's starting already. <laughs> it was a great moment. <laughs> uh, we get a Frank hat. We get a couple Frank hat. We have we got spelling expert. Expert, which he misspells. Yes. Uh-huh. S-P-E-L-I-N-G. It's a joke. E-X-P-I-R-T. Mm-hmm. And, and then, oh, so we get sumo dog. Which I don't even know what that means. I don't know. But then there's another one. Wait, was there a third? in a flashback. Um, and in the flashback, I don't know. There's a flashback that happens. And Frank's hat says Reed, R-E-A-D, and Josh's shirt says Gimme in that. Um, That's the flashback to Who Ate My Mac and Cheese. Thank you. There you go. Yes, I'm like, I knew that was the third one. Yep. So it says Reed, Sumo Dog, and Spelling Mm -hmm. Expert-ish. So the sandwich place, like I said. So there's a sandwich place called Fiore's in Hoboken, New Jersey. Is that the end? It's the inspiration? Yes. And a writer from 30 Rock said that. So interesting. Yep. There's I'll post the article. There was an article from seriousseats.com that talked about it. Oh, Ooh. interesting. Classic. Yep. Serious seats oh, is always serious on it. Seats. <laughs> <laughs> I love this moment. If you don't mind if I skip ahead, we're basically we just see Liz getting produced. She wants to be the setup for oh gosh, Floyd's gonna be great. So <laughs> they're all helping her look amazing. So just that shot, like the beautiful starry night, Pete in the back room giving directions so she can mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. the and wind, her in that up. dress. <laughs> it is such an incredible moment. I love the production value. I love Floyd's face when he just sees her. And I just love her being cool with the wind in her hair. When he's we should go to that barbecue place you threw up. Your hat going going to have to be more specific that's so funny <laughs> it's so good and the way she laughs with her mouth open is so weird like not fully open it's so weird it's so great i know i love straight hair liz too straight hair liz always has particular sass mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. very much so mm-hmm. and i know she's like i can't breathe get me out of this dress <laughs> she looks yep. amazing hot damn she looks amazing on that dress right mm-hmm um and then liz oh so then she walks back upstairs to the writer's room and she's seen that the writers have eaten her sandwich Mm -hmm. and you don't eat with her sandwich no um and you get just the so oh gosh you get so many great lines and so she's getting all pissed like who ate my sandwich who ate my sandwich and kenneth is like the only thing necessary for triumph it's my fault right because the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing and tracy says please ask my permission before you quote me kenneth (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Damn it, Tracy. That's true. <laughs> and Liz goes, I'm going to cut your face up so bad that you'll have a chin. You'll, you'll all have chins. chins. And that and shot of just... all of them in horror, just like making like five chins. It's so good. It's really funny. And I, what is that award she's threatening him with? It looks oh, like I, a, a it's tail. Weird. Yeah, it's got like a Do you know what that one is, thing. Joe? I don't know. It, it looks like uh, a crescent. Yeah, that's. I thought it looked like a moon or something. I was thinking a whale's tail. <laughs> Maybe that was do- a dove. I don't know. It's, we were an, all it's an Al Gore. Uh, a whale is in a trouble. A whale is in trouble. And when you mm-hmm. save him, he sends you a whale tail. I know. It was, it was luckily an award that looked very dangerous. Yeah. yeah so like, very threatening. Appropriately true. threatening. <laughs> now, I, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, the crescent. She has a crescent award and she has something else. A giant fork, which makes no sense. Um, I was first someone to shoot like a Japanese gi- thing. The giant, the giant fork is from the wall in her office. Yeah. We've seen it before. Yeah. Have we? I've never noticed it. Yes, we've I'm seen always it looking before. at the fish and chips photo. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah, because I want it so much. Someone um, find it and send it to me. Oh, okay. So she throws that award at a whiteboard that has sketch ideas on it. And you can't see everything, but you see something inadequate, feline theater, something apocalypse, fancy pants, in your Facebook, junk in the trunk, rightly forgotten figures of history. Pervert Elmo and One-Eyed Crane. Wait, one what eye- is this on? <laughs> on this is all board. on the oh, award. The white- <laughs> yeah, the that's award what the award is for. I was hearing. I was like, just, this is very confusing. Yeah, she throws the award. award. These are sketch ideas. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then One-Eyed Crane's Man. Intr- okay. Yeah. I mean, these are all sketch ideas. There's no bad ideas in brainstorming. Yeah. Well, do you know what the award says? No. no, sorry. I also took a picture of the poster that Jonathan makes for Jack <laughs> because he's so sad that Jack is going to twelve and he doesn't get to go with him. They like goes, very clearly had an intern just take screen, they, like watch a DVD, like yep. just do like screenshots while watching a DVD on a computer, and then just like cut him out in Photoshop and friends him forever. On. It's just all these shots of him I, on the show. I'd like to think he's such a good actor that he did it himself, right? <laughs> I got it, this. He was guys. just in character. I know. He's it's like, like I've been studying Strasburg, yeah. and I, this is what I need to do to this really be true to this. It's that's says, fair. Tale of Two Pals, Goodbye is Too Hard with number two, Um, (laughs) Something Drive Power Honor, Fine Pal, uh, Strong, You is the Best, Something Something Superstar Executive Friend. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Jonathan. Poor Jonathan. So sad. He loves him so much. (laughs) And he's just so sad. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great. Yep. Uh, and this is the first, not the last time that we end up hearing Jonathan sing. When he says goodbye to Jack every time he sings. It's because he sings later the uh something something if living is without you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jonathan's just sad. He's just so He's so, so sad. sad. God bless him. Oh my goodness. So I guess okay, if we're gonna intermix the the Floyd storyline in here too. I'm uh, so sorry. I stressed you out no, so no, bad. No, 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 no. It's fine. You're, no, you're totally fine. You're totally fine. Um, I love that house. So she's up until 4.30 in the morning and she's like, I haven't been out this late since I was in college. And it's a throwback to her coming up with a storyline for a D&D session. And That's it makes right. me so this happy. Really gets a mirror. And behind yeah. this trapdoor, more orcs. And I was supposed to play D anD D last night, and then I got too tired after uh, competition. So you related but. to, it. so you were unlike her. Well, you that wasn't I a didn't late night you have. Ah, uh, you should have done it in inspiration of this. Be like, I relate, guys. I thought about it. I also like how like what a bad dungeon master she is. <laughs> I know. Really? What a lame thing. It's like, yeah, of course, behind this door they're gonna be there's, orcs. There's Give always something, something behind a door. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a beholder or something like that. You know, something that's really gonna make me quake. And Joe, your nerdiness is showing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'll tuck it back in. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> I was talking about it, it was like it was a shirt. 
<laughs> like uh, shirt tails. Uh, it's true. That is how nerdiness works. <laughs> You're just <laughs> <laughs> shirt tails. Uh, I mean, those cool people tuck it in, <laughs> tuck in their shirts, tuck in polos is really what it polos, is. Yep. Yeah, tucking in your polos. That's a fair move. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a fair cool. move. Mm-hmm. It is cool. You know. Oh, I know. You know. I know what cool is. Mm-hmm. I know all about beholders. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland doesn't have an IKEA. They never got one. The closest IKEA is two hours away, and that's in Pittsburgh. There's another one that's two hours away. Pittsburgh in got Columbus it. Columbus or something, but in Pittsburgh. I like how uh, I really like that because I really like that joke a lot, but not because oh we almost got an IKEA. I'm like okay, all right, fine. But then the aside is like yeah we've been burned before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great joke. It I love stuff joke. like that. That's like I love history. Like there's 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 some seething resentment. That we mm-hmm. just see the bubble of. They keep the getting on of. that list of where where IKEA is coming mm-hmm. next. Which this just made me laugh because my little sister lives in Jordan, and there is an IKEA closer to her place where she lives in Jordan than there is in Cleveland. We went to IKEA as soon as we got off the airport. There's in a big old IKEA in Reykjavik mm-hmm. for sure. Drove by that a bunch, so right. it's very accessible to everyone except the good people of the Cleve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God bless them. Ah, oh, just rough. Uh, just a rough start. But think if that tornado had hit that, it could have taken out one entire Ikea. It's and you know true. the luck of Cleveland, this probably would have happened. I also just love, just from my own little perspective, uh, just like when people, places do get really excited when chain businesses come into town. Come into town. And it's like, that's really sad. It, it's like, it's like, oh, we're finally getting a Denny's or like whatever. And it's like, that place is terrible. Like, I mean, I get it. Right. But it's like... I think it's about what it says about your city. That you're exactly. such a small city, you can't even get a Denny's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it says to or people. Or an Ikea. An, or an Although Ikea. I was like, Ikea, like, that is a lot of job opportunities of putting an Ikea in Versus there. a Denny's. Mm-hmm. You'd say so. This is where we can get into politics. Uh, I'm talking oh. about these big box stores versus mom and pops. You know, I was like, <laughs> hey, good for you, Cleveland. All right. Larry's Mattress King. Still still in business as a result of <laughs> Ikea not coming to town. Mm-hmm. You know? It's dresses. True. Dressers and things. Billies. Dressers and billies. Billy is the name of the bookshelf that's very popular. Oh, that's the only IKEA name I know. I think I got tested recently, and I was like Billy, and that's all I got. Hemnes is my my yeah. I think someone was like, "What's other IKEA things?" I was like, "I only know a Billy (laughs) Uh, because it's the only one that seems slightly English." Sounds like a terrible bridge troll. (laughs) (laughs) What's an IKEA? (laughs) An item of IKEA. Name three IKEA furniture (laughs) names. No, No, so many have the umlaut. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh goodness. Okay, so Floyd is Floyd pretends he has to leave, comes back, Floyd, he leaves. And mm-hmm. so Liz is figuring all this stuff about him that he was kind of being a punk about it cuz he doesn't want to confront and have a tough conversation. Yeah, he real ditches her. He real he just really gets out of that. He does not like a hard convo. I know. I was I, seeing a new side of Floyd. When I saw this, I was like, I I I don't like him as much as I used to. They'll all say she did not handle that. That was the way she oh, exploded yeah, on him. Like, I was like, like this is the time. They were broken up. He is allowed to go out with sleep with whoever the heck he wants. Like I'm like I'm like you're allowed to be hurt but you can't be girl upset. get it together there's like a, Liz get it together line. but I didn't like the way that he his lying like that bothered me but Liz was also a little dramatic I did like her uh, retainer though I thought she was yes, great yes her <laughs> crone crone <laughs> that was it that's so a great good. moment I like that you use Ghostbusters for evil because he this is more important Peter than my Bankman. partner meeting mm-hmm. with Peter Venkman <laughs> so good it's so good so then she so then he's actually leaving and she's deciding that she needs to have a real conversation with him but 
the writers have gotten her her sandwich back. And the only way for them to get a new sandwich for Liz was to have a drinking contest with the Teamsters. Yep. Right. And it comes down to it all relies on Jenna because everyone else has a reason as to why they can't. Um, Yeah. And the rules. Are are we there yet? No. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. This is not a well-run drinking contest. <laughs> As all of a sudden, the other people can drink, and, and then yeah, Brian Dennehy is like, yeah. uh-huh. oh, brother. So I don't know the rules of this drinking contest. Drinking contests are like Indiana Jones raised Lost Ark, yeah, where it's like where it's Mar- one made, made, one. With Marion, yep. it's like throwing it back. It's, That's it's not just immediately like, what I thought of. It's not just like, oh, on your side, let's it's see how many shots ahead of time. Three people, three people, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's like the Teamsters can't. The, I know the rest of them can't participate. Have, it's just Jenna and the, the dude. And then, maybe the rules are good if you think their goal was just to get everyone drunk. Then so they could all succeeded. sit on each other's oh, laps. And he's Danny he's, Boy, he's, the first time yes, of like multiple times Danny Boy gets stung on this too. show. Sorry, what were you going to no, say? No, I was saying like I think the Teamsters didn't want to give up their secret. Yeah. So I'm I'm inclined to believe that this was just you know I kind of checked out after that. <laughs> uh, I was like, this. Yeah, this, this doesn't gonna, hold up. This doesn't hold up. This mm-hmm. doesn't follow. Uh, I like rigorous logic, <laughs> and especially in my drinking games, because <laughs> that's what it's all about. It's not about you know getting uh, getting all messed up. It's about it's about the success. The success. It's about the it's, victory. It's about winning. It's according about winning. To rules. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't have rules in drinking games, without rules, can you, you can't have fun. No. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Otherwise, pff, next thing you know, you're drunk. <laughs> can't have that i know i uh i mean it's fair to hold it up to this rigor to the standard i think it's very reasonable of you also if we could just mention brian denny yeah i don't know who he is you don't know who he but is but maybe he'll tell me and i'll know this is thing. the thing yeah, about it's it is it's cameo. like that is a cameo it's not just like oh brian dennehy like a random a ran- oh here's friends. a role for you because sometimes you know it's like oh it's a recognizable actor doing a role no, like this is definitely a cameo. Who you is would, he? You would know him from Ratatouille. <laughs> I love Ratatouille. Who is he? Brian Dennehy. He's. Uh, you would know him from all sorts of things. He's. Uh, you. You would know him from uh, Death of a Salesman on Broadway. Oh, that time I saw that. He was yeah, in the that West time Wing. you saw it. <laughs> I do in, love uh, Death of a Salesman. He's in all sorts of stuff. Uh, he's in uh, the South Park movie, where they're saying, "What would Brian Boitano do?" And then Brian Dennehy shows up, and he's like. I'm here, and they're like, "Who are you?" He's he's like, I'm Tommy Brian Dennehy, and then he leaves. Yep, he's his dad and Tommy Boy. Why am I looking up Death of a Salesman? I'm supposed to be looking up Brian Dennehy <laughs> because it's a you heard that minute. word. It's a I mean, I'm very ride. supportive of that play he's because it's what got Arthur Miller to meet Marilyn Monroe. So, oh, mm-hmm. well, it's also it did what, all I wanted it to do. <laughs> it's also what Brian Dennehy used for his comedy reel to get on this show. <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, but it's Cocoon. great because he isn't. Oh, he's in Cocoon. Mm-hmm prolific barrel-chested and now imposing barrel-chested and now silver-haired Brian Dennehy is a prolific U.S. actor. That is a, I want to be described that way. <laughs> barrel-chested? Barrel-chested. <laughs> can be done. <laughs> I'll make it happen. We can start that. Mm-hmm. There's a good gym down the street. I found the description for this episode. <laughs> um, oh, he's in Oh, he's in a lot of stuff. He's in okay, a lot of cool. stuff. Yeah. All right. I just want to know who he's in in Ratatouille and then I can move on. He's the voice of somebody, obviously. I just want to make because I was like, oh, Brian Dennehy and then I was thinking about it and it's like, oh, what scenes did he shoot? Oh, and it's like in a hallway uh-huh. and then in that room. In that and room. it's like, oh, here's a day shoot. Uh, but it's great <laughs> because it's like Brian Dennehy and then, uh, spoiler alert, in the next episode has Matthew Broderick. Oh, yeah. that one I knew. Or yeah. later in this episode, right? Or it's no, next no, episode? No, the next episode. Next episode. I mean him. But it's like, oh, 
I love all these cameos that are just uh, actors who are definitely doing something on Broadway with a day off. Exactly. <laughs> and it's it's just you know because they're shooting in, in New York. They yep. are. They got a. F- they're not flying people in if they don't have to. You know, <laughs> Edie Falk goes there. Yep. She's hanging get her out. back. I forgot that she comes back for this quick second. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. It's a good. They got a lot of good cameos in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did next you have? One. Did you have anything? You're right. That's the next one. Um. The only other thing is, uh, did you? Uh, sorry, words happening so when she's going through the tsa situation with the security and she's wolfing her teamster sub which i i love that he's like wait is that a thing i wolf my teamster sub for you and boy doesn't <laughs> get it but the tsa agent is the same woman who's the nurse from tracy does conan who tells liz like mm, 39 and no mm-hmm. kids it's the same lady oh she's interesting great. so she just plays all their cliches basically yeah <laughs> um, and liz has an npr sticker on her bag as it's going through security yeah you're we're also racing over i remember the first time i saw this i was like oh impressed that it's like oh this stunt where she ate an entire sandwich uh-huh. <laughs> but then i watched it again i'm like that's not that big a sandwich no it's, it was it's not, not like very big it's not that big and i was looking at the type of sandwich I gotta say, there's like a red thing on it that doesn't look like no, a tomato. No, that's red peppers. Is that what it is? <laughs> that's, that, it no, looks get to the bottom of this because this is an Italian sandwich. Yeah, there's no true. tomatoes. Okay, or, or there there might be, but no, you're you're dealing with like peppers look, and stuff. Okay, New York sandwich sandwiches. You know, Italian sandwiches all about them. That's an Italian combo. It's got some red pep roasted red okay. peppers on there. Here's the thing, right? Walk us through this. That bread, not looking. That great. It now, didn't have a nice to- mm-hmm. uh, color tone to it. It was no. very of one color. It was. It looked like white bread, and it's like real pale. Can, yeah, like but like, you know, even even Subway pretends that it's like freshly <laughs> baked by putting yeah. like these grooves in it. And at the same time, Italian bread can just be like I'm a real lunch pail lunch pail Italian yeah. bread. I'm not one of these hot dog and Italian breads. You know, just being real flashy about it <laughs> could just be a nine to five lunch bread or uh, Mm -hmm. Italian bread but I was just skeptical about how good that sandwich was and it was this was one of these things I gotta say I love these shows it's one of those things you you watch it again and you're like that drinking game the rules (laughs) fell apart eating that sandwich I don't know if that was like I'm sure it was amazing Mm -hmm. but it's like also, the other thing about I that I think sandwich, it's the dipping sauce that was the, the most dipping important sauce. Spot. Yep. The dipping sauce looked pretty good. So, That's what's most I mean, if she thing. really was going to do it, like, and also she left all that dipping sauce. It wasn't about the sandwich. Uh, it was about the dipping the, yep. sauce. And also, here's the other thing. Well, because if it was about the sandwich, she could have gone through security. It was the dipping sauce is why she couldn't go through. Yeah. And and here's the other thing about it. It's like, if you're going to go to a place that's all about sauce, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you something. You Tell us, Joe. You take any burger... You douse it in cheese and barbecue sauce. It's a good burger. <laughs> sauce. Same thing. Yeah. It's so like just the, take the, qua- the sauce and make your own sandwich and dip it in it. And yeah. I'm sure the rest of the sandwich is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But she left a lot of sauce on, in that little canister. You got to drink the entire thing. <laughs> if she was really serious about it, she would drink the entire thing. Now, I'm not Monday morning quarterbacking this. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, for Liz Lemon's bits about like wh- how much like she eats like mm-hmm. I mean the next episode of Subordia Soledad or like yeah. all these other things I was just like this is a this is an act mm-hmm. you know <laughs> I want to see the real thing I want to see like, actually you know happen. she really does actually use that treadmill although okay I oh, wrote this in this yeah. episode Okay, so she, the day when Floyd, he like leaves and she's, she'd been up till 4.30, so she didn't go into work until 6.30 the next night. 
she's out exercising in workout clothes in the park, which I thought was really yeah. interesting for Liz Lemon. At first, I was like, why isn't she at work? Maybe it's Saturday, but everyone else is at work, and then she goes to work. Th- but she is in the park working out because she's singing, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover. Great usage of, and then, yeah. I'm a bitch, and then she goes, I'm a mother. It was a great joke, really nicely so coordinated, because she would be listening to it. Alanis Morissette? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't look it up. No. Who no. sings that song? I don't know. It's it's somebody else. Ask Siri. It was that age, because it's not like four non-blondes, but it's in that same time. What are Meredith we t- Brooks. Mm. I had no idea who that was. Nope. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The okay. final thing I'm going to say about this Let's episode. Let's wrap up this episode. Yeah. Is that the very last line is uh, flight 31 to Montreal is now blurging. It's not boarding. It is actually saying flight 31 to Montreal is now blurging. On the, wh- where does it say this? It's an it's a lady speaking over. Oh, the this I, I didn't understand that. So it's the it's, someone Sorry. says it over the speakers. the speakers, and she says blurging, and then I watched again and paid attention to the closed captioning, and it is straight up blurging. Interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, Although you don't know if the closed captioning was translated from Chinese and then back again. That's true, uh, but I heard it before I saw it. Mm-hmm. I went <laughs> blurging, and she did. Well, they did that in did that in Chi- in a, like a Mandarin or Cantonese. They have the word blurging. Yes, where they would confuse <laughs> it with another word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> favorite line from the episode oh you're right no it's important um i think either i've been burned before or we've been burned before (laughs) in reference to (laughs) cleveland it could be or it could be uh the and i'm forgetting her name but the flight uh, attendant who's like, oh, we're actually closed. And then she's like, I hate your guts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, just like, she's a writer. That, yeah, she's that a I writer, forget yeah. who that is. But I was like, oh, that she's one of the writers, I think. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think that's, that's your probably favorite. up there. That Those are good ones. That, mm-hmm. Particularly the crestfallen look on Karen's face is real sad. <laughs> it's great. You got one, Kimmy? Um, I think I really like it's. It probably would be like you'd have to be more specific. Or it's Kenneth being like, this is hill people milk. I've been drinking this since right. I was a baby. <laughs> God uh, bless him. Oh, uh, it's great. I don't want to nitpick. I really like Hill People Milk. I've been drinking this since I was a. They could have come up with something better than baby. Baby. You know what I mean? What are you thinking? What do you mean? I don't know. It's it's just like since in the I same. Was three. No, 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 no. Like, what is the Hill People? Like how oh, you refer some refers, term for some being term like, for yeah. baby. Since I was kidnapped, do what? Oh, like a different word. A different like, word. Since like I was the same a blah blah blah. Like whatever I, their like, word for baby. Yeah, is. like the like in. Uh, bossy pants, which you have over there, where she talks about how Donald Glover wrote Channel Changer. Yeah, we're gonna right? get on that. Yeah, right. It's like there's these uh, when because hill people milk, but then baby. You could have done something that sounds more Appalachian too. Yeah, mm, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? It's like how the the cleave joke or the one mm-hmm. the IKEA joke like went like okay to elevated. Yeah, that yeah. one started great, and then it was like oh, fair enough grounded mm-hmm. i can see it great though i don't that's, mean to no that's a good note i think it's interesting but I, think I think it's fun right. to think about where the joke could go mm. i think that's really fun it's um we called it negative space when i was studying english literature <laughs> we <laughs> called it a term and everything we called it somebody who it's insufferable to watch things with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kelsey what's your favorite line um it's either tracy saying please ask my permission before you quote me kenneth or I think it's the I wolf my teamsters up for you. <laughs> it is a beautiful way to say. It's how I'm going to tell you I love you from here on out, Kelsey. I wolf my teamsters. I wolf sub my teamsters sub for uh, teamsters sub for you. I like it. I don't know I want to say subster. That's a thing. My subster for you. All right. Can you, uh, Joe? Do you have any plugs? Any upcoming uh, things? Yeah, ten days from now. Mm-hmm. 
April 14th, mm-hmm. the original late night talk show with Joe Carton. Woohoo! Uh, 8 p.m. at Nerdist. Yep. Uh, Nerdist School Stage. Nerdist Stage. Stage. I've. I've now I know the address because I've had to write se- it so many times. <laughs> Seven five one eight, West Sunset Boulevard. Yep, uh, and it's right next to Meltdown Comics. Do not go into. <laughs> I mean, afterwards, like afterwards. it's a great place to go buy a comic book after you've yeah. been to a cool show. But yeah, don't exactly. don't go in there expecting the show. Mm-hmm. You're just going to end up seeing a different show. It's mm-hmm. to the left. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's to the left. Yeah. To, to the, the left, left. To the left. I was doing that. Beautiful <laughs> guys. You're insane. Equally same key. Right. Right. right <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> They don't even know we practiced that. Perfect. Okay, cool. So your show, April 14th. and um, Can people wh- find you online anywhere? Can they? Great, yeah. Uh, I would say, yeah, at Joe Carden on Twitter. Uh, and probably, you probably want to follow me on Instagram, more likely. Uh, at J Cardo. J-K-A-R-D-O. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, interestingly, I made that name. This is before I was using instagram i know this isn't an interesting this is a fascinating <laughs> story but it was like oh i'm i'm not going to use this i'm going to make this but i'm never going to use it so i don't want people to be able to find me mm-hmm. and now uh actually that's my favorite social medium <laughs> Ooh, i like uh, it it is one of the better ones for sure um so yeah so joe at j cardo um i have a website but i don't use it uh you know, you could just uh, if you put JK on a big lamp, shoot it to the sky. It's a good way to reach me. Ooh, okay. Ooh I like that. I've got a card and signal. <laughs> so that is. But yeah, I would say that those are probably the best ways to. Uh, What's gonna think this? If we're just telling a joke. Yep. Or like <laughs> like uh, Facebook pages, etc. Uh, you know, just Joe Carden. There's yeah, K A R D O N. Mm-hmm. Bam. Perfect. Our Twitter fall- or nope, that's our Instagram account. Oh, and then also, you. why am I forgetting this? Uh, every Tuesday... Okay, good. I was hoping you'd bring it up. I was going to bug you if you didn't. Of course. Every Tuesday at the Palace, 2112 Hillhurst Avenue. Woohoo! Los Feliz, the finest Not in free... Not too far free. from here. No. The finest in free Tuesday night comedy in the attic of a Chinese restaurant that you will find anywhere. It is pleasant and lovely. On Hillhurst. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, every Tuesday at 9 since over four years ago yeah that's how long that show's been going yeah you've been going that for a while Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun cool all right where can they find you kimmy i'm uh, at kimchi lucas everywhere that's it (laughs) i got nothing else go go and see my iceland photos and it was pretty lots of Iceland. that's all i got they're pretty it's too many i got no i know you're on vacation you're you pay for that plane ticket damn it i'm really paying to get them instas yeah so a lot of people lights. risking their lives to get good instas on that trip. So That's I watch people do they that. They were great. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. They were pretty. You can find me places at Redheaded Blonde. And you can find our podcast places at Talk 30 Rock to Me. Mm-hmm. Great. Cool. All right. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank we'll you, have Joe. you next Thank week. You. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This 
has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.